0: I think communication will forever be a hot topic because it's one of those topics that no matter who's talking about it, you want to hear what they're saying because we're all interested in it. It's an area that almost all of us find ourselves having trouble in and you don't need to be well studied in communication styles to feel like you're qualified to talk about what someone else is doing wrong or to point out that we aren't getting what we need from them, right? But isn't that the issue? We aren't getting what we need and we aren't getting the outcomes that we're looking for. So I have to ask you, do you think we're approaching this from the wrong side? Let's talk about it. The Fields Effect. Let me start this whole thing off by saying, this might be one of my favorite things to talk about, or at least it's in the top five of my favorite things to talk about because the majority of the issues that people bring up, whether it's work-related or personal, typically comes down to a break in communication. And when I say it like that, it, it seems like I'm saying, well, we can solve the majority of our problems now by adjusting our communication styles. And I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm saying that because I don't know what you have on the table. But what I can say is that as I've adjusted my own approach or my own communication style, in different scenarios, I've actually gotten much better results. And what I mean by that when I say that is that I'm able to communicate what I want and how I feel in a way that I believe is received by the other person, which is the goal, right? As opposed to my words just falling on the ground. And so that was a process for me. I'll I'll disclose that. And I had to learn how to put my ego to the side for the bigger picture. So before I get too deep into this, let me do a carve out because. I'm the carve out queen and you're going to learn that even if you make all of the necessary adjustments, that doesn't mean that all of the sudden you're going to have a flawless experience because some people just aren't able to have certain conversations. And ultimately, we have to accept that. But you'll probably start to experience a more favorable outcome or something that's more in line with what you really want to achieve when you set out to have those actual conversations if you're able to make those adjustments. So we can say that. So what are we talking about here? What gets in our way? I'll just keep it simple. Egos, agendas, unspoken expectations, past relationship baggage. That's just the tip of it. And I'm going to keep it right there. But all of those things interfere when we're trying to connect with someone. They interfere with the way that we approach things or the way we respond and the way we interact with other people. I'm going to tell a story and just step into this thing lightly. A week ago, One of my girlfriends called me and she told me how she met this guy and how they'd been talking for a while. But the whole time she was talking to me, she couldn't stress enough that he was a horrible communicator. So by the time it comes to me, you know what's going on. She's so frustrated. She needs an outlet. So she shares these texts with me. I take my time. I'm reading them. Full disclosure, my daughter's in the room. We're doing it all on speakerphone. And I start laughing. But I wasn't laughing at her. I was laughing because... Yeah, they had totally different communication styles. Yes, it was a little choppy. But the funny part was that she was the one complaining about the way that he was communicating with her because she actually wanted to talk to him. She wanted a relationship with him. But at every point, instead of moving closer to him or trying to understand, you know, where he was coming from or what he was trying to convey, she was short. She was a little rude when she was responding and she was annoyed. So we talk about it. We talk about it out in the open. Listen, we have a good relationship. We have a lot of trust. So we're able to be just open and honest with each other. We talked about her thinking about her responses in a different way or thinking about how they were coming across or even thinking about what he was trying to say. But she didn't want to entertain that. She wanted to lobby her points to me and demonstrate to me how she was making sense and he wasn't. And that's why I was laughing. That's what I thought was funny because let's take a step back. Let's think about this for a second. Put ourselves in this situation. You don't like how it's going. You're not getting what you want from the conversation or the relationship or the situation. But instead of thinking, let me try something different. Let me take responsibility. Let me try to understand what's going on. Instead of that, the perspective is, no, let me justify why I'm reacting this way because she took so much time, a lot of time, showing me how he should have gotten a clue and how she was communicating clearly, rereading her texts, defending what she said. Look, we talked about some of her texts being rude, like I mentioned, but she didn't, she just didn't see it that way. She felt she was responding to the energy that he was putting out and that's what was irritating her. And because she was irritated, she felt justified in her response. Okay, we all get that. That's happened to most of us. But the issue with that is that she likes the guy and she wants to date him. So how is this approach or this communication style? How's that getting her any closer to that, to that goal? And listen, it's not uncommon. Her approach is not uncommon. If I had a dollar for every time I heard this, or every time I myself have been a participant in this type of exchange, I'd be doing okay and I don't think I'm alone here. I think people can relate. This is what happens in relationships and I'll tell you another area, I'll share this with you. I come from a big family, immediate and extended. And I can tell you, another place that we see these types of challenges is family. In fact, I have one part of my family that it gets so choppy, I always wonder how is this going to end up? Because the thing is, everyone in this group is kind. Everyone is operating in their own home with their immediate family just fine. But when it comes to the group getting together, it's difficult. There's always a ton of anxiety and a ton of drama that end up impacting the family time, the holidays, whatever else we're doing, whatever's going on. And I know with most families, it's the same thing. There are a ton of unaddressed issues that play a part. Some of those issues are from childhood, some from adulthood, but they spark resentment. And that resentment Or that irritation drives their behavior and their responses. And I got to be honest, it's hard to watch. Sometimes it's hard to watch because when I talk to them individually, I can see their perspective and I can also see how it's being received by someone else. And I think it's just because I'm not directly involved, right? So it's easier for them to have that conversation with me because it's clean. There's no miscommunication, no baggage. We're just talking about how they see things. But the more I hear about these things, the more I observe, you know, these scenarios, I think that subconsciously our egos just get so involved and we just power forward without even looking back. We power forward with our own agenda and either disregard or don't bother to look at or don't bother to understand where someone else is coming from. It's not it's not our concern. But the thing is, we aren't talking to ourselves. So if we aren't thinking about where someone else is coming from or how they see the situation, what are we doing? And listen, when it's family, I get it. I get it just like everyone else. Sometimes family can rub us the wrong way. But I would be remiss if I don't say this. You do realize how many people don't have anyone, like no one, not one person to turn to, not one person to celebrate with, to support them, like no one. And when I think about it like that, it makes me just pause for a second because it's not always easy to incorporate family. It's not always easy to have those relationships. Let's be fair. Sometimes it's just not possible depending on the situation, but it is something to think about when you're fortunate enough to have people around you, right? Now switch gears for a second. If we're talking about communication within a professional scenario, you've got to understand how to adjust because in our work life, we're always looking to grow. We're always looking to leverage our network and we always want something from that scenario. So we have to learn how to listen. We have to learn how to understand what someone else's priorities are, right? Or their issues or what their barriers are, their frustrations. We have to learn what they're looking for or what they need because that's the key. You need that so you can tailor your approach so that your message or whatever you want can be received because if you can't learn how to communicate with people, how are you ever going to be able to work effectively in teams? How will you experience any real growth in a leadership capacity where you're trying to minimize turnover or disgruntled employees? And if you're looking to open your own business and you can't communicate with anyone, how can you successfully start that without developing your communication skills? Because it's going to be tough. It's going to be too hard. Look, every day we're challenged in this area because we interact with so many different people let me just offer an alternate perspective here. You're communicating with someone because you're looking for a particular outcome, whether it's personal or professional. That's why you're using your communication skills, right? That's why you're talking to someone. There's something you want. So if you want something, if you need something from someone, better said, isn't it in your best interest to take the time to figure out how they see things? Like, why is that so hard for us? Why do we feel like we have to hold on so tight to our points or hold on so tight to our perspective or our ideas of what the standard should be? Why? Why do we do that? Why does doing that become more important than cultivating a relationship that can potentially add value to our life? I mean, really think about that. We get so worked up over what we think someone else should be doing or how someone else should be responding we, we literally lose sight of what really matters, just holding on to our perspective or to our points so tight. And let's be fair. I think it's natural that if something makes sense to us, that it should make sense to everyone else too, because that's our norm. That's our norm. That's what we know. Trust me, I'm guilty of that too. I have to constantly check myself here. And even after I do that, I have a few slips and then I have a few more slips, right? And, I, and what I always remind myself of is that I have to keep in mind that each time we're trying to get our point across or trying to get someone to see what we see, we'll face emotional barriers, we'll face cultural barriers, we'll face perceptual barriers. You have to think about this. Someone could be talking to us and use certain gestures or certain body language or phrases because that's how they communicate. But when they do that, sometimes that triggers certain emotions in us and then it causes a not so good reaction on our end because the way we're choosing to see that is that they're doing it intentionally. We don't stop to think that those things may not have the same meaning to them culturally or perceptually or emotionally. We miss that. And that's what I'm talking about when I say barriers. We're so laser focused on looking at it our way and now we're stuck in the misunderstanding funnel, right? Because we're just not open to looking at it from someone else's perspective. So saying all that, I wanna share with you how I see it. I look at communication as way more than the words that we exchange. It's so much more than that to me. For me, effective communication equals opportunity. It equals opportunity. And that can be a new career. That can be a relationship that you've wanted, a more connected family. It allows you the opportunity to make an impact on someone's life or it allows you the opportunity to be influential in your community, or it allows you the opportunity to uplift people and to exchange ideas that can potentially lead to partnerships, business ventures, or just make your life better. And that's why it's so powerful, but we misuse it sometimes. We do because we let our fear and our egos drive way too often. And that just doesn't serve us. That leaves us feeling frustrated. It leaves us feeling confused. I mean, tell me, how many times have you had an argument or a tough conversation because you felt like you weren't being heard? How many times? And if you're anything like me, as soon as your emotions light up like that, it starts going downhill fast. Unless the other person is a clinician, then maybe there's a shot at salvaging the whole thing, right? But when things get emotional, We just start looking to be right. And the desire to be right, that becomes so much more important. We cut each other off. We hit below the belt because ego and fear are in the room with us. And they can provoke us to say things that aren't in alignment with what we really want or what we want to project to somebody else. So I think it's good practice to think about what do we really want? What do we really need out of a scenario or out of life or out of a relationship or out of a career? What do we want? Start thinking about it from that perspective. That'll help put you in the right mindset. And that way you can go after what you're looking for instead of always feeling run over, not heard, not understood, like things never work out or like my girlfriend frustrated because the person can't communicate with her. I know you've heard this phrase a thousand times, but please know your audience. This translates to both your home life and your work life. And I'm going to tell you this never becomes relevant until you've been in a spot where you blew it because you didn't understand who you were talking to. When you're communicating, know your audience. I'm talking their background, their perspective, their agenda, what they value. I can't stress it enough. Understand what you want out of it. And instead of expecting them to conform to you, you take the initiative to understand what they respond to, what they're looking for, and what is important to them. And then, just like I tell my emotional self and my family, put your own issues, your egos, your past baggage, your manipulative strategies, put it all to the side and try to find out how you can communicate better with the people that matter to you the most. Because effective communication can be the key to unlocking the life and the experiences that we're all looking for. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening. For more of The Fields Effect, check us out at thefieldseffect.com or connect with us on Instagram at thefieldseffect. Guys, click the follow button and lock in with us because sometimes looking at a situation from a different lens can change your whole experience. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening.